You are listening to the Hope Church Weekly Message Podcast. Hope Church is located in Cleburne, Texas and meets on Sundays. Pastor Todd and the preaching team desire for this message to bring life in a dark world. For more information about Hope Church, so let's get into visit HopeChurchCleburne.com. Chapter 5, starting in verse 4, it says, But now the Lord my God has given me peace on every side. I have no enemies and all is well. This is Solomon talking to Tyree, the king of Tyree. So I'm planning to build a temple to honor the name of the Lord my God. Just as he instructed my father, David, for, for the, the Lord told him, your son whom I will place on your throne will build the temple to honor my name. Guys, that's what I want us to, to get at today. We are building a temple not just to look good, not just to look good to the outside. This is to honor the name of the Lord. And so the title of this sermon series, and this is going to be our sermon series for most of the fall, and, and I think you're going to really love it. This week is, is about the temple. Next week, we're going to talk about parenting. Woohoo! It's going to be good. David wasn't a great father, and we're going to find out why. Uh, and so, but today, we're looking at lessons from Solomon's temple. Lessons that we can learn from the construction of Solomon's temple. Number one, Solomon wanted his temple to be a place of worship for many and for generations. Solomon wasn't just building the temple for his generation. He was building it for generations to come. You can see later he talks about it in 2 Chronicles 3, 1. It said, so Solomon began to build the temple of the Lord in Jerusalem on the Mount of Moriah where the Lord had appeared to David, his father. The temple was built on the threshing floor of Arua and Je- Jebusite. If you can say them better, you can get up here. The site that David had selected. So notice God showed David the plans for the temple and he passed it down to his son, Solomon, to complete what the Lord had started with him. So guys, what I want us to understand today, it is our job to pass down the amazing stories of what the Lord has done in this building to the generation to come. If you'll notice, God began the work with David, but it continued with Solomon. Guys, God began the work with us, but it is going to continue through your children. Because if you don't tell them all the good of what the Lord has done here, they're going to forget about it. And the amazing things that God has done here will not be able to continue. Now, we'll find out next week that David wasn't a great father, but he did pass down what the Lord told him to Solomon. Guys, I truly believe the next generation of Hope Church will bring powerful transformation in our city and our world. I have felt from the time that I have been your pastor that it was my job to set up the next. And you're like, Pastor, well, don't you want to be the one that brings the fruit? Well, if that's not my job, then I don't want to do what the Lord doesn't want me to do. It was David's job to prepare the way for Solomon. And I truly believe that we will see some great things, but I truly believe the generation to come after us in Hope Church is going to transform this area like we have never seen before. And it's going to be through your kids. 
And I know that's, you're like, well, pastor, that's not a, a, hey, it is what it is. We see in this David, God did some amazing things with David, but he did even greater things in Solomon. And if we will keep our focus on passing down the stories of the great things that the Lord has done to the next generation, it will never stop. That's why we're in such a mess today. Our parents, your parents, maybe even you, church was an option to us. We went to church when we felt like it. And now our kids don't really care. This generation that is now coming doesn't really care, doesn't even really want to have a relationship with God because it was optional to mom and dad. When it's optional, when church is optional to mom and dad, it's going to be of no consequences to your children. And so guys, we have to build up a strong foundation of what the Lord is going to do and it's going to begin in this place. So the first thing that is, we want this place to be a place of worship for many and for generations. The second is this place. We want this place for God's presence to dwell. This is a place for God's presence to dwell. Solomon's temple provided a place for God's special presence to be among his people. The church and its individual members are the special dwelling place of the temple. Now, I want us to understand this real quick, that Solomon's temple was built so that the presence of God could actually dwell among his people. That's not the case today. In fact, Jesus went to the cross, tore the veil, so that God's presence could dwell in you. Now, we as the New Testament church, we get to see the fulfillment of God's presence with his people. But I truly believe that the church can be a visible dwelling place of God's presence. Because the Bible says that there is a special anointing when two or three are gathered together. That's not to say that you can't take God's presence with you. That's not to say that you don't feel God's presence when you're there. But I want this place to be a special place of God's presence. So my prayer for this place is that we'll, it will always be known as a place that has a special move of the Spirit But God's presence is drawn to us when we honor him. God's presence is repelled when we have pride. God's presence is repelled when we say, look at what we did. We have to remember to always say, look at what he did. And look at what he is doing. And guys, if we want God's presence to be thick in the atmosphere of this room, our lives have to align at what God asks us to do. Guys, we want to come in this place and we want to have a special move of God, but we live like hell the rest of the week. Then we wake up late and roll into church sideways. I'm not calling you out if you came in late. I can't see. It's dark. But I see that hand. I see that. I'm joking. (laughs) But if we wake up and stumble into church and don't prepare our hearts for God's presence, his presence is not going to be drawn to us. 
If we live a life of obedience, if we live a life of what God wants from us, his presence is attracted to us. The same is true with the church. If we do what we are supposed to do as the church, his presence is attracted to us as the church. And so we always have to remember that we even put it on the side of the building. God has called us to love God and love people. Nothing else. Those are the greatest commandments that Jesus gave us. And if we will remember to love God and love people and honor him as we do that, his presence will be attracted to us. Guys, may God send us a mighty move of his spirit to fill this place for many generations. Guys, I believe, and I, I, my prayer for this place is that many generations to come will walk in and as Dr. Klontz said, feel a special move of the spirit in this place. I think we should have choir every week, then we just feel the presence of the Lord, amen, right? <laughs> Pastor Mo's Pastor Mo sinking down in her chair. <laughs> this is a lot of work, right? <laughs> but we'll have it again. But guys, this is a place for God's presence to dwell. So my three prayers. The first is that this is a place of worship for many and for generations. This is a place for God's presence to dwell. And this is the most important. This is a place of transformation. Guys, we are not called into the presence of God to stay the same. We are called in the presence of God to change. The temple, Solomon's temple, housed the Ark of the Covenant. Now this symbolized God's presence and character. It represented God's desire to live among his people. It was a visible sign of a pledge of his covenant relationship with his people. And it was built to honor God. They went to the temple to atone for their sins. Woo! Atone for their sins. Now, this is not what we do today, but we see it in the scriptures. When people entered into the presence of God, they never were the same again. In Solomon's temple, people made sacrifices to the Lord to atone for their sins. Jesus made the ultimate sacrifice to atone for our sins, but we have to come into his dwelling place with a repentant heart. Because if you're like me, I'm, I'm really good at accidentally sinning. Anybody, anybody, anybody really good at that? Like I'll look down and I'm suddenly going 20 miles an hour over the speed limit. I'm like, what happened? How did that happen? Oh, man, right? And I've got a really even keel demeanor. I don't get frustrated very easily. Uh, you know, I don't lose my temper or cool with my children. Why are y'all laughing? It's really not that funny. Uh, but guys, we have to come into this place and be changed. My prayer is for this place is that it would be a place of transformation. I play, I pr play, pray, pray is the word. I pray that addictions would be broken in this place. I pray that marriages would be healed in this place. I pray that wombs would be opened in this place. I pray that healing 
would take place in this room. I pray that people would be called into missions, would be called into ministry. I pray that people will be transformed in this room. That's my prayer for this place. And guys, what are we doing if we are not praying for transformation in this room? Guys, I pray that this place would be a home base for God's transformation all over the world. Guys, I had the, the honor and, and the privilege, and some of you saw, we were in Guatemala this last week. And there's more on this to come. I've, we've got some cool things to go. I was with our missionary, Kenny Horton, North Texas missionary there in, in Guatemala, and we got the opportunity to be the hands and feet of Jesus. You guys got to send, and we went with, I, I took the, the kiddos and, and my dad. They, they all paid their way, but, but we, we sent some, some funds and some blessing uh, for the work that they were doing down there. But we got to be a part of the hands and feet of Jesus. We went to three schools. The first school had 20 kids. And, and we, got to, we got to be a part of a, not only giving them Christmas, but part of a gospel transformational message. And we saw five kids in the first school raise their hand for salvation. Then in subsequent schools, there were 70 kids at each school. And so many kids raised their hand for salvation. I really couldn't count. And we got to be a part of God's transformational work all the way in Central America. And guys, I believe that's just the tip of the iceberg. I believe there's many things to come. And, and people are like, well, pastor, we, we, we've got a lot to deal with in the United States. You're right. But here's the thing, we don't have to send you to the United States. The Lord already put you here. We just got to transform you in this room so you'll go do the work that Jesus told you to do. Amen? And if you remember a few weeks back, we talked about the Lord has blessed us abundantly as a nation. And it is, it is a sin for us to hoard that abundance and not bless other nations. And so I believe that this room, this place is going to be a sending agent for the transformational work of God all over the world. Now, I know you're sitting there and you're like, well, pastor, you've said all these things, but, but where do I get into this? Well, let's talk about it. What are our transformational moments today? If you'll notice many weeks ago, I made the last part, or many months ago now, I made the last part of my message this. What are the transformational moments? Because our heart and our vision is that transformational, transformation would happen here. So the first question I have for you today is, are you thankful for this miracle of God? Are you thankful for this miracle of God? Because guys, oftentimes we look past things like this. The reason, the reason we're doing a big celebration today is we're not celebrating what we did. We're celebrating what the Lord has done. Look at what the Lord has done. You know, we were at three services. <laughs> I hesitate to use this word. We were at three services killing people, working them to the bone. And now God has made room so that not only we have more volunteers, but now we have more space for your friends to come to know the Lord. Guys, we got to thank him for the abundant miracles that God has done today. Number two, do you need a fresh move of God today? 
Guys, if you didn't feel God's presence there in worship, in just a moment, I'm gonna have a salvation moment and you need to get saved, okay? And I'm joking halfway, but really being serious. Guys, we want you to feel God's presence every time you come into this room. But guys, if we don't know him, we can't encounter him. And lastly today, are you ready to change the world? Are you ready to change the world? Because God has blessed us abundantly as a church. And it's not just to sit here and go, way, yay, look at God, woohoo. He gave us these tools to change the world. Not only change our community, not only change Johnson County, Cleburne, state of Texas. He's given us this to change the world. And as Dr. Clonch gave you the charge, will you be a part of it? Because whether you like it or not, God placed you here today. He wanted you to hear this message. And if this is your first time with us, don't worry about it. It's okay. You can be a part of the, the family too. By walking in here today, we've already adopted you. You're part of the family. If you don't like it, you have to keep coming back. Really? Okay. You don't have an option. I'm joking. You do, but we want you to come back. But guys, we are going to be about the Lord's work in this place. This is not going to be a cruise ship for you to come and have fun. This is going to be a battleship that's in a war to seek and save those who are lost. And that's what we're going to do. And if you don't like it, there's plenty of cruise ships. You can go find one. But we are going to be about the Lord's work today. So before we go into a time of, of altar where we speak to the Lord, I want to give an opportunity for those that don't know Jesus to accept him today. So I'm gonna have Noah dim the lights. If you're sitting here today and you're like, well, pastor, you're talking about the presence of God. You're talking about God moving and shaking. And, and I don't know that I have a relationship with him. Today can be your day. Today you can give your heart over to Jesus for the first time because God's waiting on you. He's like a good shepherd. He's waiting on you with his arms open and he wants you to come home to be with him today. So if you're feeling God tugging on your heart today and you wanna give your life to him, I'm about to say a prayer and you can say it silently there in your chair. We're not looking to embarrass you, but I want you to pray this prayer with me. So everybody bow their head and close their eyes all over the room. If this is you today and you want to give your heart over to Jesus, repeat after me. Dear Jesus, I'm a sinner. I need your love in my life. Forgive me where I've failed you. I give my life to you today. Take my life. Use it for your purpose. In Jesus' name.